0: Here we are now, with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, I'd like to talk about a component of the inner psychology. This is something that is inside you. It's your psychology. Inside your psychology or a part of your psychology. And this I've called not dead people who may as well be. We're going to look at this. I'm going to explain it. And there's also going to be a little bit of homework if you feel to do so. But essentially what we're looking at is something in how you are. And it's that way because of a relationship you had with someone. And that relationship, well, now it's past. Now it's gone. And the person isn't dead. But they could be. They may as well be. Now, for the purposes of this conversation, we're leaving aside the actual death of the person. So we're not talking about the question of whether you care if this person dies or not. And that's probably... One little thing you could do, if you wanted to, to make your way into understanding your relationship with this person. But it doesn't go far enough. That's not what we're entirely talking about. But essentially, what I'm talking about there is, someone comes to you with the news to say, this person is dead. How would you feel? You would think first, well, I haven't heard from that person or had contact with that person for years and years. Well, how do you feel? What does that say about your relationship with them? What does that say about how you were when you were with them? How would you feel to hear the news that that person has died? And that does say something. That does say something. It could be that, well... To hear that anyone's died is sad news. I think for the majority of us, I hope, that's our attitude. It might be that you do have deep issues, though. It might be that you still have anger or you have an animosity towards that person, and you think, Good riddance, I don't care that they're dead. And if that's your response, well, you've got a lot of psychological work ahead of you. You've got a lot of psychological things to work on to sort out that mess. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about at all. What I'm talking about is the person is still alive, well, living their life as far as you know. But you've never heard from them, never had contact with them again and life is such that people come and go in and out of our relationships we might move to a different city give it and get a different job we might do this and that life changes life does change and people come and go that's how it is and many of the people that come and go well we just forget about them we very rarely even think of them But there are a few that come to mind again and again, every now and then. And that's the category I want to talk about. That's what we're talking about here. And really, it pays to look at this. It pays to understand this. And it pays to go into this. This is a window of opportunity into your being This is something that can build your inner wealth. Now, the leap from lessons of the past to how it affects you now is a big leap. It's a tricky one to make. So don't expect this to be a simple lesson of, oh, I used to treat this person this way. And so now I go around treating people like this because of that situation. That's far too simplistic for what we're talking about here. There will be some of that. There is some of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you can draw a lesson easily from past mistakes or relationships, by all means. But here we're doing deep psychological analysis. And we're rewiring the very core fabric inside your being. So it's deep work. Now there is a third category. So the first category is the people you've forgotten about and never think about again. The second category is the people you think about every now and then. And then there's the third category, which is someone who you really wanted to be with, or you really still wanted to be friends with or in a relationship with, depending on, and I say relationship in terms of the full spectrum of what relationships entail. And probably on the more acute end of that, there would be significant others or a boyfriend or girlfriend. So that would be someone that you loved. Someone that you were intimate with. And you wanted it to work out. And you wanted to keep being with them. That's the third category. We might look a little bit at that, but what I want to spend the most of our time on is the second category today. In that third category, well, that's that's tricky. That's deep. There's a lot of hurt around intimate relationships. And it really sucks to want to be with someone and for them not to be with you or not to want to be with you. And that whole game of changing intimate relationships well there's a lot of heartache there's betrayal there's mistrust there's hurt there's vengeance there's bitterness there's resentment there's jealousy this is this is all really intense stuff and if you want to work on that well you can make a, a lot of way into your Being, and you can understand a lot about yourself by working with that head on. And everything that I talk about here, all the techniques that I'm sharing with you here, they apply to that kind of conversation, uh, that kind of relationship. You can do what I'm about to share with you with that relationship, although it will have a very different flavor to it, and you'll have to think about it a little bit differently. So, what we want to do, though, what we really what I really want to focus on is those people who you almost feel indifferent to them. You almost feel like there's no no need to say anything to them. But you do have them come to mind every now and then. And you do keep wondering, well, how did things turn out for that person? Now, if you have this longing or you have this sense. Then that's something unique. That's something rare. And it points to a sensitivity to your own past and your own relationships. And not everyone has that. That's actually rare. If you do have that feeling, and it might not be as strong as a longing It might only be a hint of a longing. Then work on it. That's the call to action today. That's what I'm here to tell you to do. Because that's where you'll find your treasure. That's where you'll actually get your work done on your inner being. Now, there are people that are, quite frankly, not sensitive. In some ways, they're not chosen to be highly developed and grow a wealth of Self-knowledge. And there are also people who, well, they're gifted with self-knowledge. And they have ways of working things out for themselves and really going into things deeply. Now, you and me, we're neither of those. We're the ones that are in between, who have the sense, we have a little bit of about, we have a little bit of an understanding or a sort of fragrance coming through from the past. But there's no one here to tell us, yes, that's it, keep working on it. And then we say, oh, okay, so we need to work on it, so we work on it, and then we get the results. And that's what we're doing. So be very clear about this intuition. And you can tell if you have it because, well, I can ask you, is there anyone in your past where you wished things had have been better? Between you and them. Is there anyone in your past where you think you could have done better? Is there anyone in your past where you could go back now and have that same relationship again? And you would say things differently to them. You would treat them differently. You would listen to them differently. You would respond to them differently. In the same environment. In the same situation that you found yourselves relating in. And how would you feel if that person approached you now? How would you feel to see that person again? Now there is this thing of letting things pass. And there's a few nuances to this to understand. Because on the one hand, you have this attitude, which is the past is the past, move on, life goes on. And that attitude can be, well, a little bit staunch. It's almost violent in a way. And it can be, well, just that sort of hard hard person i want to, I want to say hard man, but I guess women have the attitude as well hard, the hard person of just just cut your losses just just move on with it, get over it, build a bridge and get over it. Here's fifty cents call someone who cares. That was the saying when I was a kid because we'd have pay phones and in the playground if someone was talking about their past boyfriend or girlfriend, they'd say, well, here's 50 cents, go to a payphone and call someone who cares. And that's the wrong attitude. This whole thing of the staunch, let the past be the past, well, that misses something. That's not integrating the past. That's not paying due course to your relative self and the parts of your psyche. That are inside you. And that's very important. All of that is very important. Then again, also on the other hand, well, there is this attitude which is the spiritual sort of let go, move in and out of things flowingly, allow your relationships to come and go, allow people to come and go. It doesn't matter if they're in my life or not in my life because I am tranquil. I am grounded, yes, very, very spiritual me. Now that at least, (laughs) that at least is a little bit better than the staunch build a bridge and get over it sort of attitude, (laughs) but also this sort of spiritual attitude of allowing things to pass, it lends itself to laziness. It lends itself to not really getting in and doing the work and paying due attention to yourself and to your relative psyche. So what we want is an active involvement in discovering who you are. We want an active work towards sorting out this mess. We want to be on edge. We want to be able to dig into things. We want to be able to find those things in the past. And sometimes it might feel like, well, are we am I just digging up the past? Do I really have any issues with anyone in my past? Maybe I'm just thinking about it. Maybe I'm just creating issues that weren't really there. Now we'll come to that. That's one of the things you encounter. That's one of the things that is the how should i say it's the it's a it's a sort of hidden rule or a hidden assumption within the thing that is doing the navigating into the past because i could say well who is it that's doing this inquiry into the past relationship is it you is it the person that was you or who you were when you had the relationship, when you were living whenever it was that the memory occurred. And in that thing, that thing that is doing the searching, there are hidden rules or there are hidden assumptions. And one of them that you need to watch out for is Am I just digging up the past for the sake of it? Am I just creating issues out of nothing? And that can be a ball of tangles. That can be something that leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of frustration. But remember, inside every ball of tangles is where the treasure lies. It's where the work is to be done. So one of the things that wondering how things could have been different in a relationship says is that you've changed. It shows that you've learnt something because you realise things could have been different. Now the opposite to this is holding a hard, fast assumption or a hard fast story about how things were, which means I come along to you and I say, okay, we've got this relationship that you had years and years ago. And what was it like? And how do you explain that? And what could you say just in a few words about that? And you say, well, this is how it was. And you're sure of it. And you've always said that's how it was. I've always said this about that person. Have you ever heard someone say that? (laughs) Now that's a hard and fast attitude. That's a set in stone belief. Now if you're up for reviewing the past and looking at this past relationship, then chances are you're already a little bit soft. You're already a little bit not sure about that. And you're willing to look at that hard and fast story that you tell yourself. And that shows a great maturity. It shows that you've changed. It shows that you've learnt something which is actually highly valuable to learn. Because it means it really affects your relationships. It means it really affects how you feel about the people in your life and how you talk and how you relate and how you behave. And in fact, you can look at regret as a very big learning sort of symptom. A symptom of learning is regret. Strangely so. Very much strangely so. Because you learn certain things that could have made so much difference. And there are lessons to be learnt that are huge. They change everything. And when you learn them, you just think, oh, why didn't I know this sooner? But at least you did learn it. And at least now you're having the intuition that things could be different. So there's a difference also. This is, this is really where we really get into the process itself. This is what you have to do. There's step one reflect on the past and step two do psychological analysis of the past now these are two different things because when you reflect on the past you say it in a sort of abc kind of story what happened who was there where were you what sort of words were said what sort of phrases were said what tone of voice were they said in What were the implications? How did you feel in that situation? How did you feel in that relationship? What did you think about the relationship? What did you do because of that relationship or that moment or that event? Now, this is all reflecting on the past. This is a reflection of how it was, when it was. And you want to be accurate to the moment. You want to sort of go back there. You want to think, now, what was I thinking at the time? Not, what do I think now? And that's a split. That's a very important split to understand with this two-step process. What did you actually think at the time? And you can work this out by finding some of the phrases that you'd say. What were some of the catchphrases at that time? What were you always telling that person? What was that person always saying to you? And that's reflecting on the past. Now, when we do the psychological analysis, then you can say, well, now we're looking at it from the bird's eye view. How would we do things differently? How would I do things differently? If I was sort of the third person between these two people within your memory, you and the other person, what would I say? And you can play that person yourself. You can go back and you can have your older self watching over this situation. And then you'll say, well, she doesn't feel happy to hear that from you. Or you could say, what you just said was not a fair statement. Or you could say to yourself, you're not thinking clearly. You're quite confused. And any manner of things that you could say, Now, the trick is that in this stage of the analysis, you don't have anything to save. It's not like you're trying to make yourself look good, because no one's going to know about this, and the situation is long gone. So you have an advantage there. You can see things more objectively. Of course, you can't see it entirely objectively, because you've still got that self-deception of your inner world, or your inner sort of... Your ego, I don't want to use the word ego, but your inner, whatever you are now, still has a component of delusion to it. But still, it is more objective. It has more clarity. And in fact, it's sort of a double thing. It's almost like being too hard or too soft. How do I say this? You've got... However, more clear you are shows how far you've come since that relationship. It shows how much you've learned. And yet also, it is the way to become more clear by going back into this. So it's sort of like the chicken or the egg sort of situation, where reflecting on a past relationship with the things that we've learned, with the skills of self-analysis that we've learned... And that is also then giving us more skills of self-knowledge. So they work hand in hand. They go together. Now, this can be done basically as writing in your journal. You can think it through. It's one thing to think it through. And this is basically contemplation or self-introspection. But a better way to do it is to actually write something down. And it doesn't have to be much. It can be very, very short. And that can be... You can do this two-step process in two sentences. You can say, When I had this relationship with this person, I felt it was like this. And you say how you felt. And then, the second step, you say... Now that I look back on the relationship, I feel it was like this, or any words to those effect. And you can simplify it. You can say, at the time, that relationship was this to me. It was like this. Now I see that relationship like this. It's really that simple. It really is that simple. Now, to really go hard, to really do... Now, this is your homework, and this is the big step. This is the one that is really going to make it something special of an exercise, something real of an exercise. What you can do is actually reach out to that person. Now, there's a lot to this. And it does depend on your relationship. It does depend on the person. It does depend on the situation and the history and a whole bunch of things. So you do have to be careful. Now, in this day and age, it is possible to make contact with people. It is possible to track them down. More so easily than ever before. So that's one thing I'm going to assume is okay for you but perhaps in earlier times it would have taken an effort it would have actually been something to you know you do some detective work and that means that means that you are actually building a significance to that like with effort comes significance with work comes meaning so to go and do that detective work means that well something is coming that is an opportunity. It's almost like, you know, that comedy movie where someone, you know, left their hat on the on the bus seat or something and the whole movie is just this good Samaritan that wants to give them back their hat and they go on this huge adventure like, oh, around, I need to track this person down or are they related to this person, all that, and they get into all these troubles... And it's a whole movie, and they finally give them their hat back. Something like this. I mean, I don't know if that's a movie. There's probably a movie like that somewhere. And something about that. But that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) What I'm talking about is that you actually want it to be meaningful, you want to be able to say something meaningful. So write to this person, write them an email. And actually offer them the psychological analysis. Now, the more deep you do this and the more sincere you do this, the more chances of it having a positive effect. And there are many ways you can open this up. There are many ways you can start this. For example, you can explain yourself. You can actually just say, listen, I was listening to the Andrew Lake podcast. (laughs) Well, if you want to plug me, that's up to you. But essentially you can say, listen, I was writing in my journal and thinking about some things and you came to mind. And I thought I would share these with you because it has helped me. And I thought... It would be nice for you to know these things that I was thinking about you. These sorts of things. So you're creating a meaningful letter. You're creating a meaningful reaching out. Now, understand that this person might not have changed. This might person might not be in the mood. They might not be in a good place. They might not be ready to hear it. And sometimes, depending on what it is you want to draw to their attention, it's better to first reach out and just establish a connection. So don't dump them with your big letter first up. Actually take the time to make a few increments in like, hey, I thought it would be, would it be all right if I sent you some messages or I sent you a message? How are you doing generally? I hope you're okay. Something like this, just to establish the mood. So keep that in mind. Now, a nudge won't work. Nudges, this is this is what a nudge is. It's when you you've got this intuition that things could have been different in this relationship. And you sort of you just send them a message. Like you send them a short text message or you send them a Facebook message. Now that doesn't cut it. If you're gonna meet with uh, you're going to reach out to someone after years of not seeing them well it's a bit weird and there's no reason for them to respond to it there's no significance to it however a letter where you've actually thought about it and you might even say oh i'm looking for some sort of resolution of something and you don't even have to say that you don't even have to say that you need a resolution of something you can't even explain look I don't feel bad about how things were between us. I just wanted you to know that, well, I'm doing better now. Or any sorts of things. Really, really take it as an exercise of how to explain yourself. Sincerely. And also think that, well, you've got nothing to lose. Because you don't have that relationship anymore. And if you understand that, then you can understand how these are gems These are jewels. These are the things within you that you can transform into positive expressions. You can literally transmute your memories. So be careful to explain yourself. And explain the situation. And know what it is that you want to share. And also do your best to sense what the other person, like a, a good letter has a component of it which is speculating on the other person. Now this can this can be a train wreck because it can be well way, way off the mark. You can you can say things like, "Oh, I wonder if you're thinking this. I wonder if you're doing this. But also there, you can be careful with it and say, well, show some self-doubt and show some understanding that you could be well off the mark. But at least show something. At least show something that you're thinking of them. Don't make it all about you. And if you can, really, better even is to tell tell it as if it's you and them. Use the word we we were, something like that. That can be very powerful. And you can soften it by saying, well, I felt we were, or I think we were, or I'm now considering that we were, these sorts of things, to also not presume too much about them. Now, this technique has come up Or has been used in the Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program. And it's a little bit different there. Because in that one, you're told to make amends with the past. So, reach out to anyone who you might have wronged. And that's, that's doable. That's the same thing as what we're talking about here. Except we're talking about doing it with people who you feel you haven't wronged. And... The 12-step program, well, there's a lot in that. And the biggest component of reaching out to people is saying, well, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make amends. And if that means, well, going to jail or paying back money or facing any sort of punishment, then so be it and resign yourself to that fact. But you can also see that in that situation, the, tw- the person doing the 12-step program has an actual sincere story to explain. They have something to explain, which is, Ah, look, I've had this problem with alcohol, and this is part of my sincere attempt to make things better. And that can be a very, a very warming, meaningful thing to share. It can be a very profound thing for someone to hear about. And if you're going to say, well, well, the other thing that this brings up is that if you're going to be telling people or sharing with people how you feel or how you're doing, you really want to have a certain amount of your, your life together. You want to have your stuff together. You want to be doing pretty good. That's the best place to write these from, these letters from. And if you're contemplating not dead people who may as well be, chances are, well, you've got a lot of time to contemplate. And if you're doing deep psychological analysis on the past, well, you're doing deep work. You're doing something that's quite advanced already. Most of the time we're just caught up in (laughs) stuff that isn't quite so advanced. We've got our hands tied up just in the day-to-day stuff. We're just trying to deal with our everyday sort of life. (laughs) So that's a positive spin on actually working on your problems, is, well, you're actually quite advanced to be working on some of these problems or making the most out of these analyses on the past. So keep all that in mind. And also, don't expect anything to come from this. And it could be that, well, you start to see Why it is you stopped talking to that person or why you don't relate anymore. And there is no real depth to it. And the best way to approach this is you're going to send them a letter. You're going to send them an email, which is something very deep, something very meaningful. You're going to not expect a response. And if you do expect a response, don't take that as a start of a back and forth. So don't be trying to rekindle something. This is not like you're messaging an old girlfriend trying to trying to get back with them. No. We're talking f- something far beyond that. And that sort of, it, when you put that sort of behavior into perspective with what we're talking about here, just, it just sort of shows how, how misguided that is, doesn't it? It just sort of shows how far off the mark that is. And the truth is, well, people are happy to hear how others are going, but relationships, you you don't really have relationships that take an effort to maintain. You don't really want to be putting an effort into relationships. The thing you want to put your effort into is working on yourself. And relationships happen naturally. Relationships happen depending on how you are. Depend on where you're at. So don't expect to send this letter and then oh, all of a sudden you're best friends again. And maybe that will happen. You never know. But essentially, you just want to have something meaningful. You want to take it as an exercise unto yourself. And that's the homework. That's something that you can do to gain a lot of inner gains. To understand your past. So that's not dead people who may as well be. Have a think about it. And really, the last thing I'll say is that you should trust this intuition that there's something there. There's a reason these people keep coming to mind and this exercise you really only need to do it you really only need to do it with one or two people and you shouldn't do it too often because if you do it too often it becomes sort of too general it's a it's an acute centralized pointed focus technique. It's a highly concentrated technique. So don't do it for too many people. And you'll know who to do it for. Because really, this category of not dead people who may as well be, it's actually a very small category. There are only a few small people, few small personalities bouncing around inside you. And it changes You could say, well, let's do this technique once every six months. Or set a a reminder for every eight months or nine months, every ten months. And then you'll think, oh, well, who's bouncing around in my memories a lot recently? That's someone I'll work with. That's someone I'll do this to. I'll send these words to. And then you'll find that you're actively working on the things that are coming up. Instead of just having them float into the mind, you're saying, ah, okay, so this is what I'm contemplating. This is a person that I'm contemplating. And it's deep contemplation. It's introspection. It's not just fluffy thoughts that come around in and out randomly. It's not just random thoughts. It's active thinking. And that's where the rubber hits the road. That's where the work happens. So I hope that's given you something to chew on. And if you do have a go at this, let me know. Send me a personal email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. I rarely mention my email on here. But sometimes I do if there's something that I've put out. Which I think would be of great value. I'd like to hear about it. So, Andrew Lake Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. And that's all I have to say for now.